This is Thursday, January 20th, and we're continuing our study in the book of Ecclesiastes about the question. And today it's, can pleasure lead us to real deep heart fulfillment and to the meaning of life? Now, it used to be the stock ending of stories, and it's been repeated thousands of times. The knight storms the castle to reach the rescue the fair maiden, and afterward they're married, and we're told they live happily ever after. Yes, those are the words, happily ever after. This is where we want our story to go. It is what we were made for. And in the process of finding our happily ever after, we will go looking almost anywhere. We've learned our teacher has tested himself with knowledge and wisdom. Now, he turns to the test with pleasure. This is Ecclesiastes 2, 4-8. I made great works. I built houses and planted vineyards for myself. I made myself gardens and parks and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forest of growing trees. I bought male and female slaves and had slaves who were born in my house. I had also great possessions of herds and flocks, more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces. I got singers, both men and women, and many concubines, the delight of the sons of man. Now, yesterday we saw how the teacher pursued all manner of things that might give him pleasure. He built great projects, and we must admit, there is satisfaction from the, these kinds of accomplishments. But even then, with five or six Super Bowl rings, it seems like there must be something greater. There must be something greater because the quarterback is still in search of it. And so our text today shows us that the teacher also got a lot of people working for him. Now, slavery was common in those days, though in Israel it was an indentured service. But the teacher's point about having slaves born in his household is bragging a bit. Jewish slaves would serve for a number of years to make money and pay debts off, but nothing more. Having slaves born under his roof means that his slaves decided to remain with him. In other words, he was good at leading men and women. Now, this should not surprise us given his wisdom. He also gathered amazing possessions, animals, and, and also in wealth, gold and silver. He provided the best entertainment available at the time. His bank account was full of treasure. And again, he pushed every pleasure to the limit. He did more than anyone else had done before him. Maybe they had not found true joy and meaning in life because they didn't go far enough. And yes, there were concubines. This means he had an unlimited array of women standing in the wings, available for pleasure at any time. He placed no limits on his appetites, and he pursued every avenue for fulfillment that came to mind. Other people looked at his life and envied him. As I shared on Sunday, once actor Jim Carrey said, I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so that they can see it's not the answer. You see, Carey had done that, and his statement revealed the lesson he learned from his quest. Of course, every, not everyone has the fame and money that Carey has, or the wealth and wisdom of Solomon. That's why we're given this book. 
Here was the conclusion of the teacher. Behold, but behold, this also was vanity. It proved to be empty, as he says, a chasing after the wind. But here's the thing. We do believe our stories here on earth will end happily ever after. Yes, in a thousand stories when we've been given that line. But here's what what is interesting about that line. It first appears in English in 1703, explaining what happened after a couple married and went off into the sunset. But that's not where it actually comes from. It was first used in in a discussion of the gospel of Christ in 1574. Here's what it said. Moreover, John, that's the apostle, had commended faith sufficiently when he said that the dead which die in the Lord are happier ever after. Yes, the words originally pertained to what we enter into when we die in the Lord. They describe our life with God in eternity. Not how we think that the pleasures of the trajectory of our life here on earth is going to always be happy, but indeed the teaching was that it comes only in God. And this is what the teacher has been trying to show us all along. The deep happiness we seek is not found here under the sun. It is found in God alone. The happy ever after is not the wedding bliss here in our world, but what those joined to Christ receive in him in the kingdom of heaven. And this is why Christ came and accomplished what he has on our behalf, so that it might truly be said of us, or upset of you, she lived happily ever after. He lived happily ever after. Let's pray. Faithful and gracious God, we've looked everywhere. We're still looking. and all our searching, we cannot find what you give us freely in Jesus. Fill us with the joy today that comes from knowing that we are yours and that because of Jesus, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We pray in your name. Amen.